0: Good morning, everybody. Uh, I'm just going to read a few verses from First Samuel and then pray for Abby, And then um, just see what God has got in store for us this morning as we open his words. So I'm going to start from First Samuel chapter 17. So this is the conversation that David is having with Saul. And David replies, don't worry about this, Philistine. David told Saul, I'll go and fight him. Don't be ridiculous, said Saul. There's no way you can fight this Philistine and possibly win. You're only a boy, and he's been made sorry, he's been a man of war since his youth. But David persisted. I've been looking after my father's sheep and goats, he said. "And When a lion or a bear comes to steal a lamb from the flock, I go after it with a club and rescue the lamb from its mouth. If the animal turns on me, I catch it by the jaw and club it to death. I've done this to both lions and bears, and I'll do this to this pagan Philistine too, for he has defied the armies of the living gods." The Lord who rescued me from the claws of the lion and the bear will rescue me from this Philistine. Saul finally consented. All right, go ahead, he said, and may the Lord be with you. Then Saul gave David his own armor, a bronze helmet, a coat of mail. David put it on, strapped the sword, the sword over it, and took a step or two to see what it was like. He'd never worn such thing before. I can't go in these, he protested to Saul. I'm not used to them. So then David took, took them off again. He picked up five smooth stones from a stream and put them in his shepherd's bag. Then, armed only with his shepherd's staff and sling, he started across the valley to fight the Philistine. What do you want me to stop, Abi? Okay, let's pray together for Abi. Father God, thank you for your word. Thank you for the things that we can learn, even though it's so ancient. Thank you for Abi, your servant. We pray, Lord, that you bless her today. And you give her words of wisdom as she imparts uh, your truth to us. And I pray, Lord Jesus, that whatever we learn today will help us to follow you as disciples, to honour you with our lives of worship. In Jesus' name, Amen.
1: Good morning. Nice to see you Oh, That was nice. I feel like I'm a teacher. Um, so what I was thinking about what I should say today, what came to my mind was thinking about purpose. Now, lots of times I've, asked, I've heard people ask the question, what is my purpose? What am I supposed to do with my life? How do I find out what my purpose is? And I've asked those questions too. So today, I'm going to tell you the purpose for your life. So you better be listening. Okay? <laughs> Thank you, Marky, for reading the passage for today. We're going to think about some of the characters from this story. And first, we're going to talk about David. Now, David, he was just a lowly shepherd boy. He was the youngest son in his family, and he was unlikely to have big aspirations for his life. Because in those days, it was even more important, the kind of family structure. And him as the youngest son, he was kind of bottom of the pile for the men in his family. So if there were any, going to be any exciting opportunities to do anything, they were going to go to his older brothers. But David, so he was a shepherd, and this was a job who was probably given, and he probably didn't choose to do it. It was just kind of a family business, if you will. Um, but he obeyed his father. He tended the, the sheep, and not only did he look after the sheep, but as we heard from the reading, he fought off lions and bears to protect These animals, I think a lot of us, if a lion or a bear came, us would probably run away. But David, no, he was going to protect those animals and he killed lions and bears. Now he did these things not knowing that they would have a big impact on his future. He did them because he was doing the best with what he'd been given being a shepherd, it might have felt like a bit of a boring, mundane kind of job at times, just chilling out with the sheep. I guess probably the conversation wasn't very good. Um, But, you know, and David, he could have dreamt of doing something more exciting with his life. Maybe he wanted to explore the world or start his own business or be some famous TikTok influencer hashtag lion killer. Um, And there's nothing wrong with dreaming big about our lives, but Wishing that our lives were different and spending a lot of time dwelling on that can distract us from where we are right now. And it can take the joy and the enthusiasm away from our current situation. Now, we might not have chosen where we are right now. We might not have chosen to be in this class, in this job, with these people, in this house, and we can get grumpy about that. We can refuse to go or get annoyed at other people or just wish time away and dream about the future, I think we can all resonate with feeling like that. I know that I can with certain situations in my life that I just want them to end. But what a waste that is. Instead, we should pour all that we have and all that we are into where we are and try our best and let ourselves learn and grow through the situations that we're in. We should trust in God that he is allowing us to be in this situation for a reason, and that he is with us. He can use us exactly where we are. One of the verses we heard this morning, in that great sword drill, was from Proverbs 3, which was, to trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not on your own understanding, in all your ways submit to him, and he will make your path straight. God knows what's gonna happen. We can trust in him. And that's what David did. We can look at David and we can think, yeah, but David, he, he went and fought a giant and then he was king, but he didn't know that was going to happen. He wasn't lolling about singing, oh, I just can't wait to be king, shout out to the Lion King. Um, he wasn't doing that. He didn't know. Prior to Samuel coming and telling him, he didn't know. He was just making good choices with what was right in front of him. And that actually was one of the reasons God chose to use him because he was humble he showed that he was faithful with the sheep faithful with the small stuff maybe it didn't seem very important or exciting but that proved he could be faithful with the big stuff too now let's look at the story for today i will set the scene so we have the israelites on one side and the philistines on the other and they are going to have a battle of champions they're going to pick The strongest, the bravest, the biggest man to fight for the victory. And then in stomps Goliath. (laughs) 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 Here is gruesome, fearsome Goliath. Ah, boo! Who dares to challenge Goliath? Anyone? There will be a prize for anyone that can hit Goliath with one of these balls, right? Anyone, any age, you can't. Can't, you can't come up the steps. Off you go. Give it a try. sorry Alicia sit back down come on guys come on any ages come on Phil I see you're desperate yeah. to have a turn
0: Phil who's Phil Goddard <laughs> so
1: Ruth's turn right Phil oh. <laughs> oh. so maybe a few at a time might help you know ooh oh. not even a pasta no no tr- whoa go on Catherine you can Come go and get on. Alicia. Oh my goodness, don't hit me. Oh, so Come on. <laughs> Anyone? Anyone? Gun jump. Oh, 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 so, oh, close. oh so close. Oh, so close. Oh, quick, quick. Just jump. a few more seconds. Anyone else? Come on. Oh, Nobody. Nobody thinks they can outsmart oh. Goliath. Well, that was close. Oh. Oh, and his helmet's fallen off. But he's still standing. Undefeated. He is undefeated. One last chance, Gloriana. Oh oh no. Oh no. Anyone getting oh thanks guys, let's sit back down. We'll collect those balls up later. <laughs> Thank you, Goliath. Right. Thank you. Well done, Goliath. Still stand undefeated. Um, we're going to look at some of the key characters in this story. So we have Goliath. And we need a King Saul. Somebody. We need a volunteer to be King Saul. They need to be quite tall, not as tall as John T. Anyone? You just have to stand there. You get a crown. Nobody? Right, Jack, Marksvay. Come on. I'll become Jack. I've picked on you now. Sorry. Thank you. Right. And we need someone we need someone quite small now to be David. Gloriana, come on. Here you go, I'm crowning you, King Saul. Oh, well done. Right, where are you gone, Gloriana? Do you not want to be you don't want to be David. Anyone else? Solly, don't want to be? No? Alicia then come on. You happy? You happy to do it? Right. Here you go, Alicia, look. You get a sheep in this bag the sheep count right look after the sheep there we go go and stand next to your friends maybe they're not your friends we'll see right we're going to look at these three characters so let's start with with our king saul over here so saul was chosen as israel's very first king and things looked quite good to start with but they quickly took a turn oh dear awkward um, so this comes to a head in chapter 15, which hopefully you've all read this week, part of the story. Um, and this is where Saul goes out to battle and he wins, yay! But he disobeyed God. Not good, not good. Didn't this not God want him to do? And then he goes off and he sets sets up a monument in his own honour. What are you doing, Saul? Saul's downfall is that he was proud and he was arrogant. He thought he could tweak what God had commanded to suit him, and then he celebrates the victory as his own achievement instead of giving the glory to God. He seemed to have let the power go to his head. And then that brings us to this part of the story, and he isn't willing to risk his own life to save his people. He wouldn't be Israel's champion. Even though he had lots of battle experience, had lots of victories, and he was actually said to be a head taller than all the other Israelites. He was a, a strong, tall man, but he wouldn't go to fight Goliath. He didn't show courage. He didn't show good leadership or trust in God. His previous decisions, letting his pride grow, had led him to this point, and he is no longer Israel's champion. So bye-bye, Saul. Bye-bye. Hate your crown. You're gone now. Bye. Thanks, Jack. Give him a round of applause. Give him a round of applause. Right. And then we'll look at Goliath, this big, scary giant. He was said to be about nine foot nine, which is even taller than John, T, if you can believe it. Um, and Goliath he had loads of battle experience. He won lots of fights. He was very brave, very confident in his own abilities. His life as a fierce and undefeated warrior led him to this point. But he only had faith in his own abilities, and that was his downfall. He didn't have faith or trust in God. The so sorry Goliath. Are you ready to uh, finally be the one to kill him? Come on. Oh Goliath, finally defeated. Thanks, Jonny. And then we're left. Wait a little bit longer. Sorry. You can have some sweets after, it's fine. Uh, And we have David, our young little shepherd boy. And what set him apart out of these three characters was his faith in God and that he was humble, unlike the other two who thought a little bit too much of themselves. David was humble. And the way that David had led his life up to this point was why he was ready to fight Goliath, not because he was super strong or super confident in his own abilities, yeah, he, it was just a combination of what he'd learned as a shepherd. We heard he fought off lions and bears, so he clearly had some wits about him. But actually, it was his faith in God that was the winning factor. David simply took what he know knew with his little stones in his sling. He didn't use armor or swords or anything like that. He just trusted in God with, with what he already was equipped with. And he won and brought Israel victory. David was chosen by God because of his character, and he became Israel's champion. So thank you, David. Thanks, Alicia. Now we can look at David in this story and think, this is where David's life begins, this big, exciting moment. He kills a giant, and then he's going to be king, and it's all very exciting. But the truth is that David's life up to this point led him here. And in fact, it put him here. It's the background work that is just as as important, if not more important than the end goal. It was a series of good decisions that led David to where we met him with Goliath. What good decisions can we be making now that will affect our future? And even once David knew he would be king, it was a really long time before he actually was crowned. Um, but he continued to live in the present. He stayed humble, he did his best to follow God. He didn't let it go to his head, the fact that he was gonna have all this power and be in this position at some point in the future. And we've got to do the same, living in the moment. We live in a world where everything is immediate. I don't know about you, but a lot of us, I think, or on our phone, if video takes more than like four seconds to load, I'm like, I'm not watching that. I'm not waiting. We're impatient, we want things straight away. But the reality is that good things take time. And that counts for us, too. Don't try and rush your situation or rush God. That's what Saul did and it did not turn out very well. In Proverbs 16, we're reminded that we can make plans for ourselves, but it's God that determines our steps. He is ultimately in control. Another slightly countercultural statement is that we have to put God above ourselves and we have to obey him. And Saul didn't do that. He put himself first, he disobeyed God, and this put him off course with his relationship with God and directed him away from God's best for him. Saul did what he thought was best, but not what God said was best. If we want to live our best lives, we have to obey God not because he's like some dictator that doesn't care and just wants us to obey him but because we love him and because he loves us and he's completely worthy of our trust. Jesus says, you know, if you love me, obey my commands because he loves us too and he wants the best for us. We don't always know best even though we think we do but we don't. God's plan is always best. He created you He loves you and he made you as an original with a unique plan for your life. You're not here by accident. Your life is not a random chance. Now I said at the start, I was gonna tell you what the purpose was for your life. And this is it, okay? Love God, love people, share the gospel. There's the two greatest commandments and the great commission. If you want more details, read your Bible. It's all in there. We don't need to search for our purpose or desperately try and find it, go and try and you know, travel the world, to try and find what we're supposed to do with our lives. Actually, when we chose Jesus, he gave us all this calling. Don't waste time searching for what you already have. That doesn't mean you can't do anything with your life or explore you know, what your plans might be, but our purpose is relevant to where we are right now. You can live out that purpose whatever your situation is so the purpose for our life and the plan they are different we do all have different plans for our lives but Saul didn't get that he got confused he got his purpose and his plan mixed up he thought that his purpose was to become the best king ever and everyone should love him and he should have all the glory that became his purpose and as you read on into 1 Samuel, you'll see that that took over and he became so jealous of David when David started having success. He was so jealous and that didn't try to kill David. And, you know, a lot happens. Keep reading 1 Samuel. But um, it didn't go well for Saul. He got confused, forgot what his purpose was. Don't let your plan become your purpose because it will never be truly fulfilling. Our true purpose is what God has given us all. And if we try and fulfill that ourselves, it's just not not going to be as good. So don't get jealous about what other people have or want what someone else has got. That's not necessarily for you. Whatever position you're in, whether you are a king, I don't know if anyone is here, um, or a shepherd, or a five-year-old, or you're a teenager, or you're retired, or you are a TikTok influencer, whoever you might be, our purpose As followers of Jesus, it is the same, as is our status and our identity as sons and daughters of God. It may feel like your life is a bit boring right now, but don't go chasing a Goliath moment. Life actually, I'm going to be real with you right here, life is made up of a lot of quiet, mundane, and maybe even boring stuff. And if if God does have a Goliath moment for you, he's not going to let you miss that. That's quite clear in the Bible. If you want someone really to do something, he makes it pretty obvious. David wasn't searching for this big moment for him, and that was part of why God chose him. David's character was more important than his position, and his availability, his willingness to say yes, was more important than his ability. God wants you to just do the best with where you are, and he promises to be there with you. Now feel comfortable, it would be great to turn to people next to you and just think, who do you most resonate with in this story? Is it Saul, who was scared to go and fight Goliath? He was proud, he was jealous, he thought that he knew best. Maybe it was a little bit it that feels like that sometimes. Or are you like Goliath, really confident in yourself, thinking, I've got this, I don't really need God, I can make my own decisions, I've got this. Or maybe you are like David, being humble and genuinely um, just trying to do, you know, be be faithful of what's right in front of you. So turn to the people next to you. You're probably a mix of all three of these. But let's just speak for one minute to those people on your row if you feel comfortable. Thanks for that. I hope that was helpful. Maybe that's something to keep dwelling on the rest of today. Um. So David is a good example here, but he's not perfect. And as we will continue reading in the weeks to come, he does make some pretty big mistakes. But he's not the perfect person to look up to. But you know who is? Jesus. Jesus is always the right answer. Yes, Jesus. Jesus is the best example. He was perfectly humble and completely faithful. We can think about Jesus, think about all the amazing things he did. But what about all the 30 years before his ministry, where he was probably just leading a pretty ordinary, kind of boring, quiet life? He was faithful in each stage of his life, letting those years before his ministry prepare him for what was to come. He was secure in his purpose, and that freed him up to make the most out of his life. So go and read about him. He is the ultimate role model. And if you're still unsure about what your purpose is, you want to know in more detail, that is all in the Bible too. Jesus says some great stuff about that to help us to know how we can live out that purpose. So let's finish in prayer. and Offer up these things to God, thinking about how we're feeling about our lives right now. What is our attitude to our current situation? Are we frustrated? Are we bored? Do we want to skip on to the next phase in life? Or maybe we love what's going on, but maybe we're a bit too involved in forgetting about God, forgetting about including God in what's going on. So I'm just going to pray, and then I'm going to leave. Few minutes to just pray, either by yourselves or with those next to you, Father God. Thank you for these this record of events in the Bible that really helps us to learn and to grow. There's so much great stuff we can learn from your word, Father God. And Lord, we want to be secure in our purpose. We want to be living out our purpose. We want that fulfillment. We want to be honoring you with our lives. And Father, I just pray that you help us to really know and be secure in that, knowing that we don't need to achieve anything specific or get to a certain place before we'll feel happy in life. We just need to be with you, God. I pray for each one of us, whatever we're feeling like, whatever's going on in our lives, I pray that we would trust you. It's you, Lord, you are sovereign. You have control. You know where we are, you know exactly what is going on. And we're not here by accident. Each one of us, you've created us, original. We want to live in your freedom, the freedom to be the best version of ourselves and live our best life knowing how loved we are by you. And we don't need to urgently and desperately seek to find our purpose because you've already given it to us. And as for the plan for our lives, if we trust in you, God, you will reveal the way in that too. pray your blessings on all of us right now. Let's lift up our prayers to God, pour out your heart to him. Don't withhold, don't get distracted, don't be jealous, don't disobey. If you do, just say sorry, God will forgive you. He wants the best for all of us. The best way is with God.